Thank you, damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Bobby Loveless. I'm Danielle. And I'm Wes. Hey, Wes is it's back. Wes. Yes. Wes. Wes is back on the podcast. How's it going, man? It's going pretty great. This is our Book Club podcast. We're reading comics. We're I talking thought to our we friends. were having a normal social interaction, but we're, we're reading comics and talking to our friends. Yes. And now Danielle's going to tell you all about it. No, Wes is going to tell you all about it. Yeah, I'm not prepared to tell you all about it, but oh, I will. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Into his homework. This is what it is. It's a book club. And John and Aubrey and Danielle tell us what we're going to read. So we read it and then they talk about it. And then we talk about it by sending in a Hey You Damn Guys or a DM or whatever kind of correspondence that you you want to send in and then they read that out loud on the podcast there's a conversation friendship all of a sudden happens between everybody involved and it's a book club that's a book club yes, yes. excellent great Back job to you, john yes that's friendship awesome great job wes and uh, i got some shouts outs for this week shouts, shouts outs yes last week we were talking about miranda by grim wilkins um an excellent book and his Kickstarter also kicked off Miranda and the Golden Horns. As of this recording, we, we're about halfway there. Wow. Okay? Nice. We're about halfway there with 26 days to go. That's pretty good. So make sure that you back this thing. There's a lot of great rewards. If you can't really contribute a lot, you can get the PDF for it. You can also get the physical book. You can get both physical books if you don't have those. There's a special print that's going to have gold embossed parts on it. There's an enamel pin. You know, I love an enamel pin. He does. He loves an enamel pin. And you can even get like some original art. You can get commissions. You can get original pages from the book. So that's pretty incredible. That's some sweet um, If you can contribute at the lower amount or at the higher tier amount, you know, anything is appreciated. And uh, I think it would be awesome. I, I think it's awesome to support creator-owned books. So really excited for that. Th- th- have you checked out Miranda yet, Wes? Oh my god, yeah, I'm super happy that you guys brought that. That Ross brought it up. I I had that was not on my radar at all. I loved reading it, and I went immediately onto the Kickstarter and got both books because I did the yeah. digital. I downloaded the digital version of Miranda and then did the Kickstarter for both hard copies. Oh, nice. That's going to be great. Excellent. I'm so glad uh, that you know people are enjoying that book, and that was a great pick by Ross. So, yeah, shout out to Ross too. He's doing great things over there as well. You know, we had him on the show, and we didn't talk about his webtoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's got his webtoon. Um, I always put a link to it in the show notes. You would have thought he would have brought that up if you check the show notes. You know, um, we always have a link to Ross Radke's website because he did our logo. And I also always link his webtoon, Spandex. There's a link to it in the show notes. Spandex. Spandex is awesome. And if you check it out, you know, the important thing is go in there and heart the the different issues because that's how Ross gets all the recognition that he deserves. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Or even better, write a comment. Yes, or better, even better. Yeah, do that. And now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener Feedback. feedback. From the feedback. From the feedback. You read a story. We talk about it. You hate them guys us. And it's a book club. Get out. I wonder who this is from. Regarding our discussion of Miranda by Graham Wilkins. Gotta hate them guys from Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr. Book club member. That's right. Great jungle, Soj, you demon leg portal guys. Dude, Robert Noonan is 27. I know. I thought that also. <laughs> I I, that's, yeah. That's the first thing I thought. He's got a voice like one of the Maiar from Lord of the Rings. Man's out here sounds like he's going to tell the hobbits to go on a continent-spanning adventure. 
Really makes me realize how much like a monotone goblin I sound. <laughs> Aww, I love <laughs> Hayden Orr. He's got a great voice. Anyways, Ross. So great to have Ross back again. Don't worry about the commission. I know it'll be amazing when you get to it. And I don't mind waiting since it is such a big, ridiculous one lol. Oh, I'm excited to what this is even going to be. We didn't even talk about it, but Ross said it was a big one. On the Twin Peaks subject, my Mm. co-host John watched almost all of The Return without realizing it wasn't the first (laughs) season because all he knew about David Lynch was that he makes, quote, confusing and weird stuff, end quote. (laughs) So he just figured that all this out-of-context stuff was just typical Lynchian shenanigans. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. It's absurdist, and it's okay to interface with absurdist works in that way, in that manner. I think that's fine. It's absolute goofery, but that's John, and that's why we love him. <laughs> also, Underworld, hell yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man, we've been oh, enjoying man. that. I love that. Absolutely. We're having a lot of fun with that. Uh, Hayden Orr goes on to say, I fucking love the Underworld films. I used to have a huge crush on Kate Beckinsale. And on top of that, those movies don't hold back on the cool monster shit. They certainly do not. Yeah. yeah. The prequel movie and the second one especially have some incredible practical monster stuff going on. Agreed. And if you can believe it, when I found out the same people were making a Frankenstein movie with one of the most handsome actors ever, Aaron Eckert. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. That it could potentially be set in the Underworld movie canon. I was more than a little excited. But then I saw I Frankenstein. And I realized that it was just an insane turd of a movie. <laughs> I, I would also recommend not watching it, even though it's tangentially related to the Underworld movies. Yes, I did read that in the trivia that it was there was supposed to be a link between that movie. It's and not Underworld. worth it, yeah, he yeah. says. He <laughs> says, it's not worth it. Also, I agree with Ross about Barbie. Unexpectedly fun and heartfelt, and I definitely related to it more than I thought I would as well okay man i gotta see this. i haven't seen i want to see it in the theater i also read that it's going to come back and do an imax run oh, in wow. september yeah so that'll be cool apparently hayden Orr says he says i ordered a i'm kenuff hoodie <laughs> <laughs> almost as soon as i got out of the movie lol but on to Miranda. i hadn't read this before but i had seen or heard something about it which may have even been ross sharing something about it i can't remember but man, this book was crazy. I love a nuff said type of issue. But doing a whole book with little to almost no dialogue is not something most creators could do and actually pull off. Grim Wilkins' art and storytelling are off the charts in here, and he manages to give so much characterization to all these characters. I definitely will be backing the next book. Awesome. As you yes, thank you. Yes, That's great. Awesome. Yeah, no, um, I, I guess we'll come back around to the Underworld discussion and what do you see, what do you say, because we have more to talk about. But um, I'm so glad that, you know. You know who my... else has more to talk about? Oh, who does? Hayden Orr. Oh, Hayden Orr has even more to talk about. Yes, go ahead. What are we going to say? I was going to say we'll come back to the Underworld yeah, discussion. Yeah, we will yeah. come back to that. But Hayden Orr is also saying, Regarding our previous Baltimore episode, The Witch of Harju, ah. Hayden Orr. Book club member. That's right. Again. Yeah. <laughs> John, he exclaims in all caps. <laughs> How could you talk about being buried alive and bring up two post stories that aren't the premature burial? Yeah, how did that I don't know. happen? <laughs> Jeez, unfollowing now. Oh, no. No, I'm just joshing you. The concept of being... I was really scared there for a second. I was like, oh no, how do I get this follow back? The concept of being buried alive or 
that you may have buried and tombed a dead person who wasn't as dead as you thought is a very common one in Poe's work. That is true. Which is fair since that was something that had a higher chance of happening back then and would be a horrible way to die. Oh my God. Just watched Buried with Ryan Reynolds. Really uncomfortable flick. Speak- I can't see. I, I can't watch that kind of stuff. Like, because I, I am claustrophobic. And you said that you liked the one about the cave diving. I do. But there's just like a just part of that movie is the claustrophobic mm, part. I see. And then it turns into like scary monster shit. Sure, sure. You know, and and psychological horror. You, but like for that first part of the movie, like I'm already scared. I'm you, already scared. Like just in that first part of the you movie. You got upset in the Spider-Man movie with, with Michael Keaton. Yeah. You got upset during that scene where he is buried under oh. all the stuff and he can't get up. He's like, come on, and Spider-Man. He's crying out come on, Spider-Man. Help, that was, I didn't, help me. Yeah, I didn't you were like not that. A, you were very <laughs> upset by that. You were not. You were really upset. I mean, it's a great scene. Yeah, but, no, because he, he's a good actor. He, but when he's like, he's a good actor. When he can't get out and he he's screaming out, out ugh, it's upsetting. It's it's very upsetting. Yeah, because he's panicking. Yeah. Yes, I'm. You know, how upset I'm <laughs> making am, my husband right now. Why are you now. doing that? <laughs> so he says he's uncomfortable. Why with Ryan Reynolds he was buried. Ryan Reynolds was apparently buried and he was uncomfortable. About yes, it. I don't know what this is. The whole movie, I think, takes place like in a coffin or something. He's in a been coffin. Well, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is buried alive in and a he's, coffin, and he's in a coffin, and the whole movie is pretty much that. I think. Really? Yes. I thought it was under some sort of a concrete. I've never seen it. I, I don't, don't know. know. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of a different. Have thing. you seen that movie once? I don't know. What buried this is. with Ryan Reynolds? No, I haven't seen that. I'll oh, check okay. it out. Okay, but no, I don't no. like. I don't know. There are definitely things in movies that like for. I don't no. think I know what that is. Maybe I, I honestly don't think I've even, I don't, I think I'm confusing that with a different, I don't know. Well, no, I'm sorry. But so what freaks you out in movies, Wes? Yeah, what, what freaks what you is, out in the movies? What is your button oh, there? I don't, I'm definitely getting buried alive. I mean, anything that makes me anxious, usually things that like, I love Ben Stiller movies, but like when they start making all the wrong decisions and stuff like that, yeah. I, I, I'm like, I don't know if I can keep watching this. Like I, I get hot flashes. <laughs> you know? I tell it's you like, something. You, I... How do you how do you continuously make poor decisions? King? Yeah, yeah, no, but that's. Then I, but I love it at the same time. But I don't yeah, know. yeah. I can't do cringe stuff like that. Like right, when it's just like yeah. just yeah. constantly making horrible like i don't like it the where the entire plot of like a 90 minute movie is if you were to have a 10 second conversation all of this would go away sure sure i can't do that it's ridiculous (laughs) no but something sincerely seriously though something i cannot stand is when a filmmaker will linger just a little bit too long on a shot of a bird because i know that that bird is about to be horribly violently killed in some grotesque manner so uh continuing on with hayden Orr's comments here Speaking of, okay, he's talked about, I watched Buried with Ryan Reynolds and it was uncomfortable. Uh, Speaking of safety coffins, there's a fun segment in the not great conjuring spinoff, The Nun. What is this that we're talking about? Oh, because we talked about safety coffins on that. So the safety coffins were, there was a little bell attached to a string inside the coffin. So that way, if the person woke up, they could ring that bell and say, I'm still alive. And then the undertaker would come. And that's his, he saves there. And that's his job to listen to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they were featured in the story that we discussed. Right. That's super cool. Except zombies rang the bells. (laughs) so he's talking about the nun uh not great conjuring spinoff where a character is in a graveyard full of safety coffin graves and all the bells start ringing similar to the second issue also i have to admit when i found out peter berting was going to be replacing ben stenbeck as the original baltimore artist i was disappointed 
I really click with Stenbeck's art. Obviously, he needed to be free of Baltimore to go on and to do some of the best series in the Mignolaverse, Frankenstein, Witchfinder, and Koshkis, as well as the short stories he did with Hellboy during his younger years. I was just not connecting to Berkting's work. I kept reading because if Mignola liked the guy, I just had to be missing something. By the end of the last Baltimore arc, I started to feel that connection and went back and reread the last issues and got a lot out of them. Now I'm thankful that Mignola and company brought Bergting into the fold and seeing him work on Joe Gollum and most recently the Frankenstein New World series has me looking forward to seeing more of him in the future. Yeah. yeah Excellent. You know, he's yeah. got a, there's an art book, uh, The Art of Peter Bergting that just came out and oh, really? uh, I kind of want to check that out. Yeah. I think that that huh. would be uh, really fun. I, I'm also just kind of being turned on to his work as well, you know, so um, it, it's been really good. I've really been enjoying it. Oh, so yeah. speak, speaking about being buried alive. Um, okay, <laughs> all right. That scene in Kill Bill 2 where she gets buried oh, alive. Oh, yeah. I remember I was watching that uh, at She punches home. it, right? Well, yeah, but I was watching that at home, and like, the whole time when there's, he's hammering the nails down oh. and throwing you in there, I'm like freaking out. You were out. freaking yeah. out. And I'm like scooting, and I all of a sudden I realize I'm sitting on the back of my couch, and I'm like, and yeah, you're all yeah. tense and everything. Yeah. Because that is actually the first time I ever heard about getting buried alive. I was like eight or nine years old. My older brother and my dad were talking about it, and I couldn't sleep for like a few days. Wow. So I was just all like really? freaked out that I, would, I was going to get buried alive. Yeah. That shit's know. scary, man. It seems cozy. No. Hell no. <laughs> and then so seeing that scene. I would be okay with it. Well, seeing that scene in Kill Bill all of a sudden brought all of those memories back, and mm, I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Not fun. <laughs> Well, I would be all right with it. I would be comfortable. I would say, this is fine, I'd say. <laughs> okay, you'd be fine with it. I would. You would just ring the little safety bell. Yeah. No, there I wouldn't go. even. I would just take a little nap. You would just take a little nap? I'd be like, this is cozy and comfy. And then you would do a one punch and crawl out? Yeah. They did that on Mythbusters. Yeah. It looks easy. I, yeah. I I think that that looks easy. I don't know about you. I'm built different, Oh, John. okay. Okay, you would just... um. Squeeze out through the slats in the coffin. Yeah, because I'm, yeah, because I'm a, a Dracula and I can turn into a big smoke, a wisp of smoke. Oh, there you go. That would yeah, be great. Yeah. It's good. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Because I'm a Dracula and I actually like being buried in a coffin. Okay. Um, were you going to say something, Wes? It's not like you were going to jump in about Peter Bergting. Are you a Dracula? I am a Dracula. Okay. That's good. I felt the same way as Hayden at first. And then I like really fell in love with Bergting. Yeah. Yeah. Straight. Yeah, and I feel like that happens with a lot of artists. I, I mean, even say that. E even yeah. when, um, like when Fregredo took over for uh -huh. Mignola, you know what I mean? It, it took me a little while to warm up to it, but then I'm like, oh, this. We've interviewed awesome. other comic book artists, yeah, who, who have, have literally said that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, there's something we keep coming back to how uniquely wonderful this particular fan base is. Yeah, yeah. Because they're so just so such was made up of such wonderful people in general. Of uh, they're like, well but I'll give it a shot. And you know what? I love them like my own mother now. And right, I would right. defend them to the death. And I wasn't sure because, but the reason that they're not sure is because they love this original artist so much. They're like, I don't know if I can even imagine another artist, but then they're like, oh, but this is great too. And I think that that's something that that willingness to be open to that and then to backtrack and say, yeah. I was wrong. This is great. Yeah. Is just one of the many facets of this fandom that I can really get behind. I nice. think that's very sweet. Awesome. Yeah. We also got a Hey Damn Guys from Jason Abaddon. Jason Abaddon. Book club member. Yes. I wanted to say that like Olmec. <laughs> 
so happy to have met Tyler Crook when Harrow County was first coming out. He signed a trade paperback for me and everything. Then he painted for me Ben Daimio and Abe Sapien drinking together. Then he cleaned my house. Okay, that last part was just a dream. <laughs> yeah, um, Jason has a great Tyler Crook commission. Um, I'm always envious of wow, that. Wow, nice. I shared it recently on Hellboy Book Club. Okay. If you haven't seen that one. I'll go look at that. That's a great one. We also heard from you, Wes. You, you did? Wes? Yes, you're a book club member. Book club member. Regarding Tyler Crook and Harrow County, you said, so intriguing, almost sad, and terrifying at the same time. Really interesting take on a monster regarding the abandoned. Yeah, the abandoned, yeah. There's a lot of codependency in some of the Harrow County lore. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited to get into that. So I think, like Mark said, like uh, a lot of the stuff with the abandoned will be wrapped up in this very next storyline that we're about to read. So I'm excited to get to that. Yeah, the Harrow County stuff is fun. I'm excited that you're excited, John. Regarding Miranda, we also heard from Grim Wilkins. Grim Wilkins, book club member. Yeah, yeah, an amazing artist. Oh. Go back to Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. We're we're going to back that Kickstarter. He said, "Thanks. I'm looking forward to checking out the podcast when I've got the brains to absorb it." Eh? Also, a while back, my only bad review on Amazon cited this scene because I had posted the scene where she's climbing the big monster to get the flower. What? It said, quote, she's in a jungle. Then she climbs a monster for a flower, but it doesn't say why. Frustrating, end quote. You're just (laughs) zero. Okay. Zero critical thinking skills. That's not your fault, but you should probably refrain from reviewing anything. Yeah. Did did they just stop? at that they're like oh yeah because it explains why in the next right, page right, <laughs> pretty much or i mean well you know ross even commented he talked about how we had a good discussion on what we thought was supposed to happen because she brought it to that guy and then he unleashed a monster with it but did she think he was going to do something else with right, it? right and i wonder what that was and we like about. speculated kind of drops us in, you know we speculated and we had all this fun discussing it but then this person's like eh, they didn't say right you know and i think I mean? that people who um, want everything spelled out for them. Maybe this isn't the type of thing yeah, right, for right. you to read, and that's this okay. It's them. okay that yep. you're, it's okay that you're not at that level quite yet, and that's yeah. okay. I'm just saying maybe refrain from reviewing things of that nature until you are can absorb that. Yeah, a little bit more maybe. Can't say anything nice. Well, yeah. it's not even necessarily <laughs> that. It's like if 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 they were talking about the process in general or something i don't know i just don't feel like that's a valid criticism it's kind of odd right it sounds right. more like a you problem <laughs> i think that's I, a I you i think that's a you a problem on that on re- that review for sure yeah we also heard from my sister-in-law janelle loveless oh janelle loveless book club member uh, how about that uh she says she finally finished listening to the baltimore episodes and the chapel of bones reminded her of this place that she just saw in portugal and she sent me these like pictures Ooh. It is literally like a chapel made bones. of bones. Oh, like a chapel of bones. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminds me of the uh, catacombs in, in uh, Paris. And so, yeah, uh, but it's like a whole building, pretty much. Yeah. Cali. Yeah, that's cool. Where's that? Portugal, you said? Portugal. Nice. Yeah. Send me those pictures. That's amazing. Yeah. Those are human right remains. Send me those pictures and I'll send them over to that's West. That's fucking so he can dope. Why am I forgetting how to fucking send pictures? Because <laughs> you're under pressure. Yeah, because we're all the looking at you. Is on. Even Wes also, is looking at you. He's looking at you. <laughs> I'm looking at my phone waiting for them to come. Everyone's back. looking no. at you, Aubrey. <laughs> okay, all right. We're- when you get just it, pretend just pretend you're looking at a chapel full of human remains. No. Oh, what? This is amazing. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that Marinda? I would love to hear what the creator. Like where he was going with a lot of that stuff because it was like a semi psychedelic plane too potentially 
oh yeah were, 100, in the real world and 100 also, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i mean i think that um it would be great to maybe have grim wilkins on a future episode i would, lo- if we I would could, love to have grim wilkins on the show yeah, that would be great do you think he'd do the show I don't know. I think he might. You know, we've really done some didn't... interviews. Well, let's let him listen to the episode and see if he. We can likes plug it or the not. Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. We'll plug the Kickstarter. Let's we, do it. You already have. Let's do this. We'll do it some more. Yeah, we'll do it some more. And now we can go on to our next section. What do you see? What do you say? All right. What are yes. you saying? What are you saying? I got a couple things here. Okay. So our um our underworld watch session continues. This week we saw Underworld Evolution and Rise of the Lichens. Man. Issue <laughs> episodes two and three. Man. So episode two has a big bat guy. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I like oh, the big yeah. bat guy. You did a good job. The makeup was really cool. Incredible. Yeah. The behind the scenes shit on these two movies. Oh, we've really been enjoying just it. Amazing. Yeah. Fantastic behind the scenes shit. Yeah. Really, really enjoying that. The, it's um, very good. The, the, you should check it out. The, no, it's not good. I mean, they're not good movies. But... No, no, I meant the oh, behind the movies. scenes. Oh, stuff. the behind the scenes stuff is fun. No, yeah, they're, they're terrible movies. I love them they're, with all they're my heart. Fun, though. They're, they're but fun I to love watch. them with all of my heart. They're awful, but I love them. But the behind the scenes stuff, especially for the time, I was yeah. very impressed. Yeah, it yeah. was very good. It was really good, and I remembered like two being terrible. But yeah. like it, it was pretty fun. Yeah. We had fun with it. Yeah. yeah, I think we had fun watching it. I mean, what are you expecting though? Like they're great. Well, yeah, they're, yeah, they're great. I, I think you and I went and saw it in the theater uh, when did it you first really? came out. Yeah, I think we did. And yeah. then when we came out, we're like, <gasps> "Well, that was a movie." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then we watched the third one, which is the prequel. Yeah. And I and that one was ple- I was pleasantly surprised by that. I was. One. Yeah. I was too. Yeah. I was ready to hate on that one. And they like brought everybody back. They brought yeah. so many people back from right. the first two movies to be in that third one. But there's a hilarious scene that I have to mention. So, But I don't understand. How do you not know what you're in for at this point? You're in the third Underworld movie and you're like, ah, oh, I don't know about this one. Like, yeah, you know well, what you're in for. Well, yeah, You know why you're here. I, I guess I was just like, um, I knew it was a prequel. I knew that Kate Beckinsale wasn't in it. I also love Kate Beckinsale, so like I was kind of like ah, and, and I didn't see it. I never, I never saw okay. it in the theater. And then watching it here, I was like, oh, they actually got a lot of the cast back, and yeah. it was fun. But there was this one scene that I have to mention where they're okay. So it takes place in the past, right? So they're all in armor and on horses. Oh, or whatever. okay, I know what this and is. Then, and then they go, they go into the vampire yeah. lair, and the ladies are dressed like it's in the nineties. I immediately <laughs> was like, "What is this early two thousands rave?" Have, they shit? have midriff. It is, but no, not just a midriff. It's that like, like where it goes into a point. Yeah, that like <laughs> handkerchief midriff yeah. shape that they've got going on. They're wearing like they're wearing like the spaghetti straps. It's with the real midriff. weird. They look all sexy nineties vampires, but it's in the yeah middle ages. It's like early 2000s fashion everybody, and i was like john are you seeing this and he goes what the fuck are we looking at everybody's I was like, like what is this everybody's in armor you know yeah it looks like lord of the Rings, except for the midriff except ladies. for the midriff ladies <laughs> i was like okay and then we immediately said well they must be time traveling vampires oh so, yeah no so. <laughs> i um i also skipped that one in the theater but um i caught it years ago on netflix and I, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect from it because I was like, Kate Beckinsale's in it, not in it. So what do I care? And I watched it. It's like, this movie fucking rocks. I was yeah. so down for all of this. I, yeah. I never had a single moment's yeah. hesitation. I was like, let's do this right now. Yeah. Let's watch it. I was very, I actually liked the, um, the lead actress they got for this one. She, I thought she was, yeah, she oh, was yeah. good. Yeah. And, yeah. and like you said, they brought back a, all your favorites are back. Everybody's back. They brought back Every, a bunch of pretty people. much everybody except Kate Beckinsale. Michael Sheen. Back. 
Michael Shane was awesome. Fucking, oh, he was great. He was great. Incredible. Yeah. And there was like, there was an amazing sex scene as well where he's like on the edge of the mountain or what. I don't know. I think I missed that part. I must have been in the other room. It was so funny. I don't remember that. But then, like, but then later, Bill Nighy bites, uh, not Celine. What's her name? I I, I cannot remember. uh, Sonia. Sonia. He bites her. And then and then he's reading all her blood emails. Oh, he reads the blood emails. <laughs> and, yeah. then he, and then he sees her having sex. He yeah. sees the sex scene. He sees so it's the, like the blood so email about that. So it's funny because when when the sex scene came on, I was like, oh my god, this is so early two thousands. But it actually had a plot point yeah. because then right. he reads the blood emails and then he sees them having yeah. sex and he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's really upset about it. <laughs> anyway. I remember the first movie when they were doing this. I was like, so he's reading all of the. The, the, so the blood sends an email it's a bunch of blood emails they brought it back yeah it's like a major plot point in this movie it's that good. they can do this it's, it's yeah, an incredible like it. power yeah, i think power. that's fantastic yeah so anyway that one was good too we have two more to watch so we'll report back next time i'm on... so excited <laughs> you know, i can't wait i'm not sure if i ever saw the fifth one or not yeah i just got it so i, <laughs> I know i saw the fourth one for sure <laughs> but for real though the practical effects yeah, in these really movies good. are phenomenal. It's like, worth it's worth checking it out just for these werewolf costumes. I know I can't yeah. say it enough. Yeah. The behind the scenes shit was absolutely spellbinding. It was so cool. A lot of behind the scenes shit now is just people in the big gray triangle suit, and there it's a big green room, and it's just nothing. So anyway, it was oh. just refreshing. Is all I mean. Although yeah. it is kind of fun to watch uh, Benedict Cumberbatch crawl around on the like floor a yeah, well, he's like a, like a lizard or something. Yeah, he's like a big gray worm. We caught up on what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. We have been catching up on that. And uh, I, this, I, you always think it's going to just like fall down. A, you're like, how, how can they still be doing a good show at this point yeah. in this season at, after this many seasons? It's fucking great. It's yeah. so fucking great. I wonder what their uh, effects budget is because there's some great effects. They're I don't, really don't want to like really spoil anything in case anyone's not caught up, but it's also so fucking funny. How are really they still good. coming up with new exciting shit at it's this point? Funny. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's just so fresh and it's just really, I keep thinking like, I'm going to get bored of the show. They're not going to come up with anything new. They do. They are constantly coming. Like they keep forging ahead and they're just like not afraid to, fuck everything up and then go with it yeah they're very yes anding themselves all the time i love yeah. it yeah how many um seasons are there now? i don't know how many seasons what season are they on? L- look this up Daniel. i don't Three? know yeah i think maybe this is the third one i thought it was oh, like okay. a sixth season. season is it not this five seasons oh, oh my god i was wow. closer than you yeah but yeah. not without going over okay so so you win no, 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 I don't that... win. Price is Right rules, I lost. So, oh, Because okay. I said six. Oh, you went over. Even okay. though I was close. So Wes won then. Yes. Because he said three. But I, I will say, say three and one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Uh, I just want to say that. Hold on just a second here. What is his name? What is this guy's name? Matt Berry. I will say, yeah. Matt Berry is such a fucking genius. And his delivery, just his line delivery alone is enough to i i love this man he's so good. much yeah, he is so such a fucking that. treasure everything he says is the most incredible line delivery i've ever heard i don't know how he does he's it good, yeah. he's a genius he's he's fucking incredible i love matt berry with my life um we also caught up on it, my adventures with superman oh yeah, yeah. Superman. that was really an good anime girl i love him it's i love good. her yeah it's it's been really good so far We've i love anime that. girl superman um without spoiling anything they revisit a classic superman character and they do a different 
thing with this character. Yeah, definitely check that out. What about you, Aubrey? What are you seeing and what are you saying? Well, Kathy and I are still watching Inuasha. We just started season four a couple of days ago. How many seasons are there? There's six seasons, four movies, and another series that's one season. Long. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you, you're about halfway through, maybe? About halfway through, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's just like what I was thinking about it the other day was we were watching. It was like, it's kind of like a Japanese RPG. So like you got your cast of characters, you know, the ones you pick and play with. And then like there's goofy moments in between. And then there's the battles and the action. And it's just a lot of fun. Nice. But um, I just recently was watching this YouTube channel, Vanimations. It's all this stop motion. The best way I could describe it is Skeletor has gathered a group of people around the multiverse and trying to get American Chavez. And But a lot of the episodes involve like people beating up on Superman, like Omni-Man and Homelander go after Superman because Lex Luthor gave him some kryptonite. What? I don't understand a single thing you just said. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of fun. Hellboy pops up for a good fight scene oh, in one wow. of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, what? Nice. No. You have yeah. to no. send me a link to that so I can put it in the show notes. No. Yeah. It's just pure stop motion fun. And, and, yeah. and, they're, and are they doing it with toys? With the different toys? Or? It looks like it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's, That's really cool. cool. What about you, Wes? What are you seeing and what are you saying? Well, I started My Adventures of Superman. That's nice. one. That, like, Ooh, I was like, nice. I just went to sign. And my, my son picked it. He was like, let's <gasps> watch this. And I was like, fun. all right. I just wow. put on whatever. He, like, if he points at something, I'm like, yep. He doesn't know what he's picking. He has no yeah. idea. Sure. <laughs> Wait, how, so how old you're is like, your son? You're like, don't pick buried with Ryan Reynolds, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only put on, like, stuff that he's, like, you know, that's sure. passable. I mean, we've watched okay. some stuff that's not passable, but. Um, sure. I mean, yeah. So, like, but he yeah. was like. No, he he loves it. So, like in the beginning, the first episode when Clark Kent is like first learning how to fly when he's trying to get his kite out of the tree, and he's like, he's flying, he's flying. He's two and a half. He's two and a half years old. Aww. Aww. That's cute. Yeah, That's it was awesome. Super so, cute. Was did you did you watch uh, Unicorn Warriors Eternal? No. No. What is that, that on? That's on Mac. Uh, um, yeah, HBO Max. Okay. okay. It was actually it? pretty fun. It's like a weird um, steampunk dark sci five fantasy it's definitely fantasy i don't know superhero weird it's just weird it's a very weird wow why are they called show. unicorn it has a hundred percent on it has a hundred percent of rotten tomatoes and the creator is um gendy tartofsky who did dexter's lab and samurai the, jack and the yeah. good clone wars uh cartoon i love yeah, that cartoon, yeah. That's yeah it was great. it was fun nice I love those programs. I have to check that I, out. I randomly put on Mountain Monsters last night, literally last night, because I was like, I'm just going to put on something random I could fall asleep while watching. And it's about guys in the Appalachian mountains that look for monsters. And the okay. first episode, they're looking for a werewolf. And Ooh. like, we're reading The Werewolf and the Apostle, and you guys are talking about werewolves all the time. I was like, what the hell? Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a reality show. Yeah, I think that's uh, on HBO Max too, right? Or yeah, it is. Else? Yeah, pretty cool. I've never heard of this. Mountain Monsters. It has yeah, eight seasons. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it eight seasons, but it was fun. That's cool. I, I finally got to Manor Black, read the first two trades. Ooh. So I really like that. That was good. Okay. And then I'm, I mean, with, you know, Miss Truesdale and all the other stuff that's coming out with Hellboy, 
Yes. Oh, oh man, I can't wait to talk about that. That's going to be awesome. John yeah. John was like, you need to pick this book up or I'll be kicked out of society. Yeah. Hellboy <laughs> society. True. That is. Yeah. yeah that was the one true. book that like every single time I've picked it up from the comic book store, I'll, I'll just go to my car and I'll sit and I'll read it before I drive wherever my next destination is. So I was nice. like, wow. Nice. Knock it out and read it. But four, issue four, I didn't get until this week. <laughs> oh, okay. Dang. Yeah. See, that's what I didn't want to happen. I didn't want to have to wait. And yeah. be kicked out of society. You're lucky you didn't get kicked out of society. Yeah, yeah, I am yeah. lucky. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. I picked you up my have... comics. It wasn't in there. Oh, I oh. hate it when that happens. Yeah. Oh, that's happened. To, that happened to me with issue two of Ms. Truesdale. It took me forever to get that issue. But anyway. Yeah. And, and I still don't have for... Panya. I still don't and... have issue two of Panya. Uh, blasphemous. Wes, does your child enjoy Muppetry? Muppetry? Yeah, yeah he's seen the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, seen which Muppet Muppets? Movies. We've seen the Christmas Carol one. We've seen, I don't know. I just put, I put them on. I just randomly put them on. We've watched a lot of Sesame Street. Like, nice. all, like the old Sesame Street. We've watched pretty much all of Sesame Street. Nice. Did you all see um, Muppets Mayhem? Have you checked that out? Yeah, we've seen Muppets Mayhem, the new one. Yeah. Nice, nice, oh, I nice. loved that. I love that. I can't recommend that enough. It was so funny. Yeah, that was good. Awesome. Show them the one with Tim Curry. Treasure Island. Treasure Island. Yeah, Treasure yes. Island. Yeah, Treasure yeah. Island. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we should definitely do that. Yeah. That's a good he one. He loves boats. Oh, <laughs> that's going to be perfect. He plays the drums all the time too, John. Oh, really? That's awesome. Cool. Every morning, every night, after shower, all the time. He always that sounds drums. great for you. So uh, what does he play on? He has this little tiny drum set oh. that we got oh. on Facebook Marketplace. Oh. It was like oh 20 gosh. bucks. It's like a it's like a hundred and thirty dollars set. I looked it's it up, so and somebody was just trying to get it out of their house, and I was like, and my wife was like, "Do you want to get it?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's definitely get it." Oh, and we got can it. I, is it the appropriate size for a two year old? Totally. Is it that little? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god! That's I'll send so John cute. a picture right now. Yeah, Actually, will nice. you send us a picture so we can that look at great. that? That would be great. That would be great. Oh man! Awesome. I love hearing that. I want to see that so much. Um, me. Your son and Ross should all get together and make a, a drum album. Yeah. An, 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 an experimental drum album experimental where it's drum just album. drums playing over each other. I mean, he That'll plays like the animal. He's definitely plays like I animal. love it. I love that. Well, you know, if you're an accomplished drummer, you can do something with that. And yeah. I feel like John and Ross would be primed to do this. To compete with Wes's not two-year-old compete, son. Not compete. Collaborate. <laughs> collaborate. Yes. We'll definitely make some music together. That would be awesome. Yeah. I have to go read my blood emails. Okay. You're going oh, yeah. to so, go read some blood emails? Yeah. All right. So I got a lot. They're stacking up. It's been like 500 years with these blood emails. And I got to get to them at some point. Are you going to eat a blood orange where you check your blood emails? It starts to blur together, if I'm honest. Watch out. There might be some saucy sex scenes in there that make you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who who can say? <laughs> who can say? Okay, you guys have fun. All right. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go read some bloody notes. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay, okay bye. 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 Thanks so much for the listener feedback. Uh, keep that coming to the feed bag. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. Take it away, Wes. Yeah, this week we're back on the Baltimore series. We're on the second story in, in the Omnibus. I think this one is, I don't remember what trade this is, but I think the Witch of Harju and... The Wolf and the Apostle are the same trade, I think, from what it's I It's number five. I have, I'm holding Is it, it in my hand five? right now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, writer Mike Mignola, Christopher Golden, artist Ben Stenbeck. He's back. Yeah, Stenbeck's back, baby. Yep. Colorist Dave Stewart and cover artist Ben Stenbeck. Publication date was October 29th, 2014. Halloween times. Halloween time. Very appropriate. Yeah, totally. I don't know. This cover is pretty cool. You guys see the cover? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Catholic. 
stuff going on there. Last we left off, Baltimore killed the Blood Witch. It's funny that we were just talking about sending blood emails. <laughs> he's got a crew now. He's not all by himself. The Baltimore Bros. He's with the Baltimore Bros. <laughs> with the addition of Sophia. And then we're oh, going to yeah. get... Yeah. We need to come up with another another name. Can can Sophia be a bro? Yeah. Why okay, not? Okay, there you go. Yeah. It's still Baltimore Bros then. That's appropriate. I think so. I think it's fine. And then we're, we're going to get re- reintroduced to a character from Baltimore's past in this issue. Be pretty sweet. Nice. We pick up the story in a hospital with a beat up man in Yolta, Crimea. Yolta is a resort city in the southeast of Crimean Peninsula, surrounded by the Black Sea. Right now, it serves as an, as an administrative center for the Yolta municipality. Yeah, this dude's like pretty beat up. He's got stitches all over his face, claw marks on his face. Yeah. He's clearly afraid of the moon. Yeah, when I saw that, I thought he was going to be like a werewolf or something. I first saw that too. But he's like, oh, it's he's getting flashbacks, I guess, like PTSD. It's like, ah, he's got crosses up in the window. Baltimore kind of strolls in from the shadows, um, tell him it's only a moon, father. The man knows Baltimore and Baltimore knows him. His name is Judge Joaquin. 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 Is it like that? Yeah. yeah. Joaquin Rigo. And he's an inquisitor. The man thinks Baltimore is there to kill him. Baltimore says, I kill monsters, Rigo. Are you one? Sort of questions him. I like how he sort of like stares off into space as he does it. Yeah, I like that. And but it's also like we're thinking that too. We're thinking yeah. that he might be a monster too. So very yeah. cool. Yeah, I like how Baltimore handles this, this situation. Like yeah. he asks questions before he takes action. Yeah, I'm a man of God. Rigo says that, sir, is no answer. He's like, that's not what I'm asking. You. <laughs> uh, those wounds. How'd you come by them? Would you be here if you didn't already know? I'm not here for your life, Rigo. I'm here for your tale. He just wants to hear his story. Right. And then we sort of get like, this seems to be what happens in Baltimore stories, right? We get somebody who tells a tale and we get to listen to their tale. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he says it begins with Baltimore and the derailed train outside of Budapest, Hungary. The Inquisition revealed that Baltimore and Lord Duvik were there. Baltimore was the lone survivor. The woman, Fulcanelli, Fulcanelli yeah. <laughs> who promised to rid the plague from Budapest, was found drowned. So she did, in fact, drown there remember like baltimore just left her pinned to the yeah ground. that was yeah. like that was hardcore where he like pinned her to the ground so that way when the tide came in it would drown her that was pretty messed up yeah it was definitely messed up it was definitely a darker side of baltimore but i liked it, it though ah <laughs> what does that say about me yeah she was playing the villages yeah she was that's right everybody. yeah he's a liar the villagers who went to the train wreck to you know help or whatever they found one man alive but he was not from the wreckage he was a monk and he says, the wolf, beware the wolf. I guess the monk got this story out, right? But the monk and his brothers went there to retrieve Lord Duvik's body. But Rigo says it was strange that the Inquisition never said how the monks knew he was there. Oh, man, really quick. Let's talk about that guy that says, the wolf, beware the wolf. That is some fucked up, like, yeah, uh, facial scarring that Ben Stenbeck has put in there. Like, it's just like, God. So he's it's... missing the left half of his lower jaw yeah oh yeah. my god That's i mean it's like from his cheekbones down or is like flayed off he's also well, missing his entire right shoulder yeah oh yeah and like that tear as the tear comes down like i don't anyway, know i was just like wow that's intense yeah um, but but all those are references to the infernal train that was a previous episode of baltimore right Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like that too, because we've kind of had a couple stories in between then. So, you know, it kind of brings us back to wrapping around that end. Right. Well, this guy with his face all torn up is the is one of the monks, yeah. Right. The monk and his brothers were there to retrieve Lord Duvik's body. The servant of God, Lord Duvik, had become a beast and in the end killed all the monks. 
I love these flashbacks with the wolf and everything, yeah. the colors, and you know, Dave Stewart is doing his thing with the red in the background. Mm-hmm. It's just awesome, and yeah, it, it awesome. just made me think of um, like just werewolves in general. Like I was, you know, we were talking about the underworld movies earlier. You know, last Halloween I watched a bunch of werewolf movies. What what, what are some of your favorite werewolves on film? Uh, Silver Bullet. Silver yeah, Bullet Silver is a good Bullet's one. Good. American Werewolf in London. I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really that's good That's a one. good on-screen werewolf. And the fucking underworld werewolves I thought were pretty cool. You know, especially in the second one. I, I think they look really good in that one. Yeah. Uh, that transformation scene in American Werewolf in London is just fucking brutal. Yeah. It's still, it still kind of holds up, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, those practical effects are amazing. When they, like, zoom out and he's on the floor and he's like mid transformation like mm-hmm. all naked and weird it's like ah that's yeah. i've never seen anything like that before yeah nobody's cool as teen wolf though he's the coolest. oh shit oh yeah teen wolf <laughs> he's got sunglasses on and dunkin basketballs yep gets with all the ladies Dude, that's a good one that's a good one what can i say you're beautiful <laughs> yeah this page is awesome with all the wolves and stuff like that. Then on the next page we get, we're back in the hospital and Rigo says the curse of the wolf has taken Lord Duvik. Baltimore goes, Duvik was always a monster, bloodthirsty and cruel. If he can no longer control the beast within him, it isn't a wolf that has cursed him. I kind of like this theme in this story where it's like, you know, he was, he was a monster and he just became what he actually was. Right. It says, um, it wasn't a wolf that cursed him. It was one of his victims. And we get like a flashback there of, um, yeah, Vanessa, Vanessa, that's right. And she says, you cannot hide your heart beast. So she kind of like bring, I guess like by doing that, she's bringing all the hate and horribleness that's in, he tortured a bunch of people. Yeah. So she's like, you're, you're going to resemble that, you know, or I don't know. Yeah. This is, she saves Hodge. She saves Hodge here. Oh, right. She did save Hodge right there. And yeah. he tortured her mom, right? It was her mother? Yes. yes. Yeah. This is like her dying curse. So it has a little extra oomph in the power, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but Baltimore calls Duvik a monster. Rigo gives Baltimore some grief for calling Duvik a monster, like it's hypocritical or something like that. But Baltimore asks him to continue, sort of just like, is like, all right, man, continue your story. I'm not yeah. here for your approval. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. He's all like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just keep talking. <laughs> so he's like a cool kid, cool kid staring out the window, smoking well, a cigarette. He's not smoking it, a cigarette here, but you know, he probably will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, um, you can't tell him shit. You know what I mean? He's already like, you think about it, like he's already, yeah. like he has no heart. Like he already yeah. like pulled out hit that hunk of metal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so. Nothing that you could go, oh, Baltimore, you're a shithead. And he's just like, well, I don't care. Whatever. You know I mean? <laughs> Tell, finish telling me your story. He's, I, like, he's like, I know all this. <laughs> Let's get back <laughs> to the story. Yeah, Tell yeah, me I something have... I don't know. Yeah. Which is your story. time for this. <laughs> this is one of many monsters, I'm, like monster stories I'm dealing with today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he goes very well, though the tale grows uglier. And it does. He's not wrong. The wolf did as wolves do, he says taking whatever prey it could. And and then we get cl- shots of like clergymen and churches and people freaking out this first one. So I like kept looking at chapels, just seeing if I could find European tra- chapels. I like just kept looking through. European oh, wow. Chapels. But I wasn't able to find this one. So, but I'm sure Stenbeck took some reference from somewhere. Yeah. These um, stained glass windows are really cool in the front. It, it really adds a nice contrast of color to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we get a priest and his head is taken off and it's put in, some container that's on yeah what know. is that container do you know what that is like isn't that where they keep the uh the chalice for um maybe yeah communion or something oh like yeah that? probably for communion yeah yeah 
because on the next one, there's another grotesque one on the next page, and that's like that thing where they have the incense, right? Yeah, yeah. He's in the torture. Oh, they, is that? I was thinking that was like the, a torture. Oh, really? Like torture stuff, but it could be that. It could be incense. Right. Don't, don't they put the incense in a thing and swing it around? I, I yeah, thought that that's around. what it was, and I thought like Duvik was like, hey, hey, I'm going to put this dude's head in there. How do you like that? Swing it around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One like of them impaled, impaled the one on, guy. Yeah. yeah. Go for it, Aubrey. No, one of them just impaled on the cross. It's just like fucking brutal looking yeah, yeah like all the go through easily you know <laughs> well yeah you see like it it broke on one end as he's trying to like the werewolf is trying to push it out he's like damn it go damn it <laughs> that's a scene we should have saw i know right he's like stepping on it or whatever like hitting it with something <laughs> yeah. yeah totally i mean that you see how much power he has and he's just going after people of the catholic church right but it's interesting right. the first one with the guy with the head in the chalice container like that congregation, were they there when that happened? Like, did the wolf come in and do this, or did they walk oh, in? Oh, right, because there's a full group of people there. Like, I don't know. You know, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be fucked up? A wolf comes in. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> right. yeah. like, does, does his business. Need. You guys get back to what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah, I suppose they could have come in after, and then they just all came in at the same right, time. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. We learn of a. Judge Comtoy, the Inquisitor General, believed that Duvik felt God had betrayed him. We learned that there's like a special ops Inquisitor group of dudes that like deal with this stuff. And Judge Comtoy is an Inquisitor General. And he believes that Duvik felt betrayed by the church. And that's why he's doing all this to the clergymen. Right. Didn't Have we seen these guys before? I thought we saw like a group of Inquisitors kind of like I thought, this. I thought um, Duvek was one of these people. Right. Wasn't Duvek because... was one of these people. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we did. I didn't. Maybe we didn't. I'm just not realizing what we if we've seen or not. There was like one issue where we got a flashback of him where he's like flailing himself and all that stuff. And I think in that flashback uh, issue, we saw that he was a part of this like special group ops group. of special ops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's a little bit messed up, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, and then we kind of see the group. It's it's a really cool, interesting group of people. I like when Mike does this. He sort of like makes a crew. I, I don't know. It always reminds me of like, I don't know. Um, what's it? The Extraordinary Gentleman or just like a group of yeah, yeah. guys from a bunch of different places. Yeah. yeah. One guy's got like one arm and then there's one dude that's like super tall and muscular and all and, that. And sleeveless. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's believeless. Yeah, he's covered in tattoos. You got that one guy who's got like scars on his face that yeah. are inflicted. The other guys that are in uh, the twin brothers that are in like some sort of armor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do look like twins. One's got a beard, though. That's how you can tell them apart. One's got a beard. Their moles, on the, their moles are on the other side of their. Oh, face. that's true, right? <laughs> so funny. I love that. Yeah, we got Rigo in there with them. He looks really young. Like it did. Yeah, he know, really does compared young. to the rest of them. The leader says to the group, the wolf could have easily hid, but instead is leaving a trail of slaughter that should be simple to follow. They're going to go hunt him down. He's like, you can follow his trail. I'm going to be back here uh, not following that trail. <laughs> right. He's done his time. He's lost an arm. Yeah, yeah. So and then we, we get to watch them travel a little bit. They hop on a train, hunt the monster. They finally come to, uh, we get to see like little interactions that they have at church to see more killings and you know blood drenched panels right yeah people pointing them along the way and then finally we come to a cursed haunted badass castle man the colors are amazing on this i really love this that's so good perfect setting for like a horror werewolf movie you know yeah 
a fitting place for a damned soul is what Rigo says. Yeah. So this castle, I think, is based off a real castle, except it's not on the um, the Black Sea. I think oh. this is the Black Sea because I imagine it's close to wherever the hospital is that he's at. Right. Maybe, hmm. Right. So this is potentially the Black Sea. But I think that this is a castle in Germany, Liechtenstein Castle. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good find there, Wes. I'm going to have to put those side by side so we can check that out. It's like slightly different, but I'm thinking um, Stenbeck took some inspiration from it. Yeah, that's awesome. So they go, they go up to the castle, right? They cross the little tiny bridge that gets there. Um, the big Anglo-Saxon looking inquisitor, Judge Sorensen. We find out his name is Sorensen. He's the Viking judge. Yeah, yeah he's totally Viking. <laughs> yeah, he's happy too. He's like a happy dude. He wants to break in, but Judge Yaboa says they need to be stealthy. Kamoy says there's no need to be stealthy because 10 unwashed men just strolled up. Yeah. (laughs) He knows that they're there. Yeah. They must be rank. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure they smell like bad. Smell real bad. But Sorensen is happy to kick the door and he smiles and kicks the door right in. Rigo goes, if he didn't know before. Right. Yeah. There's a big crack there as he kicks open the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, we get some good ones. There's another one. I got to find another one. So there's a crest on the wall there, Garnier. Yeah. So that is the Garnier crest. I think it's like a it's like a fleur de lis and um and an oak tree or an oak branch. I think is on the bottom right. Okay. And then um, there's a story about a Giles or Gillies Garnier who died in January 18th, 1573. He was a French serial killer, cannibal and hermit and he was convicted of being a werewolf he was oh wow alternately oh. known as the hermit of saint bonnet and or and there's a story called the the werewolf of dole he was known as the werewolf of dole but apparently they killed him because he was a werewolf nice what a great reference there i didn't even notice that garnier crest or whatever that's really cool wes Thank yeah we get a little think... historical fiction you know, yeah. and I think I like that stuff. i love that great find i think that was intentional right yeah it probably had to be yeah. The castle is left neglected. There's plenty of things in there that was never pillaged, like books. There's wine. There's pots and pans. Mm. But I guess the local townspeople think it's haunted, right? Well, they don't want to. They don't want to loot a haunted castle because <laughs> yeah. that just probably brings bad juju to them. Yeah. So Judge Comtoy keeps encouraging him to keep looking. He can feel that he, that they're there or whatever. He keeps encouraging him to look. And Rigo sort of naysays him the entire way. He's like, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he's here. Right. I love these scenes as they're looking through the castle. Yeah. Really cool. I like when he's like, the kitchen is unused. A wolf does not cook his food or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> that's just a good little line. But like this bottom panel where he's walking into this place and the all the flags, the banners are blowing and everything. Really nice. Just great colors. Great art. Yeah, that's cool. Did you ever see that movie Brothers Grimm? You know that? I think Heath Ledger is in it. I don't know. I I didn't see that. I think I did see that. I don't know. It's a little bit. I don't know. It's a fun movie. I thought, I thought it was Matt Damon. Y'all are both right. Yeah. It's Heath Ledger and Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Brothers Grimm, it's from 2005. Yeah. Well, there's the, um, what's the witch that has Rapunzel and she can't let down her hair? That Rapun- Rapunzel's tower kind of reminds me of this building. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, but they go exploring. And then we get a nice, (laughs) and a splitch as Judge Comtoy's body flies over the rail, right? I think that's his body, right? Yeah, and then his head comes down (laughs) the stairs. 
Well, that's one of the brother's heads. Oh, that's one of the brothers. And then the brother picks up the head and looks at it. Ah, that's horrible. Yeah, he's like, brother. I know. These pages are good. Like, Stenbeck just keeps getting better. It's it's fun to watch Stenbeck. He, like, I don't know. He almost, like, evolves in front of her eyes. You yeah. Know, like yeah. Seems to keep getting better and better. It's great. He really does. Yeah. So they run up the stairs to go investigate. There's a trail of blood. The brother's body is there just leaking blood out of where the neck was. And then there's a heart on the table. I'm like, where did the heart come from? But I guess it could have come from Comtoy's body, right? Right. Or maybe he like reached down the neck hole and got the heart that way. Or I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, reached into the brother's cavity just to pull it out just because. Just because. I mean, he's a super strong werewolf. He could do that. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Sorensen goes into one of the rooms. Nothing here. There's still rats. Rats would have fled if there was any commotion there. Yeah, no, it's pretty <clears throat> gruesome. So they continue on. I'm, I don't know if we ever got this guy in the greens name, but he's pretty freaked out. Yeah, I love his facial expression. And God, the carnage just like been his body's been totally just ripped apart and thrown all over the walls. It's kind of reminding me of like the scenes in Aliens where they're just getting picked off by the aliens. Right. One by one. Yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah. Yeah. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> game over. Yeah. Game over. Man. And they started 10 and now they're only seven. That was quick. I like those panels with the hearts too, the two hearts. Yeah, that's really good. I don't I think I skipped over this, but they said they felt like they were sent here on purpose, like their trail was easy or that they were sent here, you know, to deal with this. This is right. Right. So the guys, I don't know, they keep going up the tower and blam, blam, there, blam, blam. They should <laughs> fire at a mannequin. You damn fool. Wasting silver. Wasting silver, yeah. So that's a nice detail, too. They've all got silver bullets to fight werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. Fight the werewolves. Blam, blam, blam. Another one. No. Ah. Some guy gets sucked away. Scritch. That's a very, uh, like, horror moment where someone gets dragged away and they try to, like, hold on and then they get pulled away. Like, I love that stuff. It's so just fucking creepy and brutal. (laughs) Yeah. That's definitely something when I see in movies that, that, like, gives me the heebie-jeebies. Right. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Sorensen sort of takes the lead enough. Kill the wolf before it takes us all. And then they go in. It's like this. Every time they go higher, this castle keeps getting nicer and nicer. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's you're like right. Like a music room. There's no drum sets. Yeah, I know. There's not. There's not. Probably because they didn't have them like in castles back then, you know? Yeah. I don't know. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah. I have no idea. Because <laughs> normally when you're watching movies, you know, there's a there's a castle and there's a like a nice piano, but normally you don't see like a fucking drum set. You know <laughs> what I mean? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you're walking in an old castle, somebody's like laying down a beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I don't know. And then I don't want to go on a tangent, but like did they have drum sets? Like was it just like the one drum, like a marching drum? You know, or like timpanis, but like, did they have like the kit? I don't think, what, damn, I don't know. I don't know when, when that started being a thing. That's interesting. We'll have to go back and check. Yeah, you should know this stuff, John. I know, I should. <laughs> when did the drum set start? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. every guitar player knows when the first guitar was made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Touche. Yeah, so they they enter the music room. You've killed your last righteous man, beast. And then Duvik talks back to them. You think your God will reward you for righteousness, Sorensen? So he knows who they are. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Right. I will tell you what he has done to reward you. He has led you to me. So he thinks, you know. That's badass. I love yeah. that. And I also love that he talks. I thought I that, like that was too. cool because I didn't know, like, 
when we saw him turn to the werewolf, he didn't say anything, right? He just like tore those dudes apart and then ran off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was a nice reveal that, you know, he talks. It always makes me think like, what does it sound like? Does it sound like his voice or does it sound like a monster voice or does it sound like when a dog tries to talk and it goes, rawr, rawr, or something like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Just always, I always wonder like what it will sound like. But anyway. I think it's an articulate monster voice. Yeah. No, but I like this take where he's like, no, you, you know what your God did? Like, you guys messed up. He led you to me so that I could kill you. You can tell, like, Rigo starts freaking out. Judge Boa turns to Rigo and is like, do not surrender to fear now. The Lord is with us. Uh, he was with Judge Duvek as well. Let's see what became of him. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get the wolf howls one more time. Duvek howls. And that's enough for Rigo. Rigo's out. Yeah, Lord, forgive, Lord me. forgive me. Yeah, <laughs> and he's gone. They're like Judge Rigo, but that panel of him fleeing with the tears coming out of his eyes—that's yeah. like so real. You know what I mean? It's just like the fear and just like I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I like this panel with the castle on the cliff too, and the moon in the background. Love it. Yeah, that is oh, so, so great. good. Yeah, I was surprised at how this issue just built tension. Yeah, I was like, I, I mean, obviously we got to see the aftermath of a lot of werewolf shit, but we didn't really get to see the wolf instead of some flashbacks. And I was like, wow, you know, they really did a good job of, yeah. you know, building it up, you know, and uh, and I was like, man, we didn't even get to see. We don't get to, like it really makes you want to go straight to the next issue when you get there. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. just like you, you just see him pick him off one by one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, from this, I don't even know how long we had to wait for the next issue. When did you guys know when issue two came out? Um, let me look that up. But before I do that, 1918 was the first drum set. So, All right. But what year is this, right? It's 19 something. Oh, is it? Yeah, because we're po- post World War One. Oh well, then maybe they do. Then there should have been a drum set. It's there. 1920. <laughs> oh man, the, the the drum set's been around for two years, so maybe they didn't. Well, uh, the castle's probably been abandoned longer. Yeah, than the that. the castle's <laughs> been abandoned for longer. But if there was this was a new castle from 1920. There's, there would be a drum set in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there would be a badass werewolf playing it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it says um, issue two was November. So it was the next month. Oh, it was only a month. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was yeah the next okay. Month. That's when yeah. stuff was turning out like month to month. There was a time yeah. that was like, all right, things were coming out month to month. I still waited. Yeah. And I remember being like, I'm not reading until I have like the whole story. Sure, yeah. sure. This is a great cover, though. Really cool imagery with the wolf skull and the cross and all that. Yeah, I have this. I have this cover in my office. Yeah, I saw nice. that you sent me some pictures of your office. I guess we'll get into it a little bit more in the issue because you have some of the original arts. Yeah, I got some of the original art from this. Make sure to point out issue. those pages. Yeah, when we get to it. Yeah, well, you ran. Baltimore says, "Of course I ran." Have you not been listening? They're like now they're both smoking and staring out the window. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Of course I ran." He was like, after a while, he was like, "Hey, Baltimore, give me one of those stogies." (laughs) (laughs) This is where they become bros. He's just bro bro broifying another dude. Yeah, that's true. I have faced evil before, killed vampires and other abominations, but the wolf, Judge Duvik, it was so much faster than we'd expected, and so cruel. I thought perhaps something of Duvik might remain, but. I'm sure something of him does. That's where the cruelty comes from. He just is there with the digs, just ready. Yeah. Baltimore immediately comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Still, I would have thought you would have called upon God to save you. Oh, I did. He says, believe me, I did. We go back to the story. We're back in the castle. Rigo is running. He hears the screams and stops. Take a breath. We get that guy that was in green. We don't know his name. I wish I knew his name, but he's 
standing up to the werewolf, even though he's freaked out earlier. With his little knife. Yeah, he's got his little knife. And you can see the mark. You can see um, Vanessa's mark on the werewolf scene. Oh, right. Great detail. I didn't even notice that. In the other scenes, you don't see the right arm. And then now we're starting to get peaks of it, which is kind of cool. That is cool. It slowly comes. I know the man of God must be somewhere within you, beast. This is what the green man says. And make this promise to him. Even if you kill us all, more will come. The soldiers of the Lord are legion, Dubik says. Let's hope so. And then Shruck, he slices his hand right off. That's a good panel right there, too. I love the it's reaction strange. panel, too, as he looks at his thumb and he's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> and then the werewolf just grabs him, more screaming. He, like, bites his head off. <laughs> good God. I like these two guys. Yeah, they're watching this happen. They're watching the wolf, like, bite this dude's head off, and they're like, do not hide your face in fear. God is with us, as one dude says. I would be like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next com- yeah, the next line that um, Yaboa says, I think, is important. But this werewolf is sweet, right? Hell yeah. That's yeah. some great imagery. I love that. And at first I was like, I'll be honest, like when Duvik became the werewolf, because I love werewolves. And I'm and I think werewolves are fucking cool. And then I was like, ah, and Judge Duvik is such a dickhead, you know what yeah. I mean, so far in the series. And I was kind of like, oh man, this fucking dickhead's gonna be a werewolf, which is like the coolest animal ever. But like this has been very satisfying so far. Like oh yeah. How he's fucking up all these inquisitor people and you know, all this shit. It's like it's been really good. So I don't yeah. know. I'm I, I had to reconcile, you know, some of those emotions that I was feeling earlier and go, man, this is actually really cool and, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And these two guys aren't just watching. I mean they've they're battle wounded, like Yaboa's arm is all destroyed and right. uh, Sorensen is bleeding out of his gut. So they got messed up. God is with us, Sorensen says. Is he? Yaboa says. If you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. He carries out God's wrath. And that's, I guess, an altered phrase from Romans 13.4. Ah, okay. But I think it's. I think it means more than... Like, I think it also can be, like, spun on them as well. Like, I think that phrase can also be spun on them as well. It works both that, ways, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. works both ways. That's what I was thinking when they... I think that's why they put that in there. Yeah, it's slightly ironic, you know, that it's he ar- gives that line. Ironic. Right. Yep. Right. It's like, you guys did bad too. That's why the werewolf is going after you guys. Yes, exactly. So that's it. Yoboa runs in for the battle. He's like, all right, I'm going in. And uh, Sorensen says, wait. And then we get another scream as Rigo is listening to what's going on. And he's like exploring the castle, trying to find something. Who knows what he's trying to find? You know, he's just right. running. So what is that? I, I, I thought this was kind of interesting moment because Yoboa and the Viking dude are going to go into there. And then he says, wait. And then he's like, no. And then Yaboa's like, obviously getting his entrails torn out or whatever. Like, what happened? Did the Viking dude get scared at the last second or something? Why did he say wait? I think he was probably trying to like, we need to do this together. Like, we need to we need to game plan. Uh, I think that's why he okay. said wait. Yeah. He was like, I didn't say three. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or he, or he was a, he was like, I was gonna go one, two, three, go, and you were supposed to go on go, not three. Yeah. Yep. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think he's done. I think he's just like, we got to do this, man. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, too. Everybody's sort of bearing crosses that seem to be like from, you know, how what's it called when Christianity sort of like absolved other cultures, but everybody has their sort of takes on the garb and their takes on the. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That is interesting. But this page where he says, wait, is one of the pages that I have. Oh, awesome. Yeah, with the big wolf. And that's like one of the sweetest wolf reveals right there is that middle panel. Really yeah. awesome. 
Yeah, I wanted to have a werewolf. I wanted to have a Stenbeck werewolf. Yeah, I kind of want one too after reading this issue. I was like, man, some of these pages are fucking sweet. So then we see Sorensen says no, and he watches his his one of his comrades get torn apart, I guess. And he does the exact same thing Rigo does. He goes, Lord, forgive me. And he runs. He bails too, holding his right. entrails inside his stomach, I guess. We get a panel of Rigo standing on the balcony looking out at the Black Sea, right? Right. So was he gonna was he about to jump off into the water? That's what I think, right? That's why he's yeah. standing up there with his hands yeah. on the side. He's like ready to jump, crying. He's there crying. But then Sorensen comes crashing out the window. So I don't know if it was like Sorensen ran through that window and jumped out. No, or I think he got he was thrown out, out by the werewolf. Yeah, I think probably that, yeah. And then right after the werewolf comes. This reminds me of this part where like the werewolf's crawling out. Reminds me of, um, what's the Dracula with Keanu Reeves? Oh, oh Bram, Bram Stoker. Yeah. yeah, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, that's cool. And you can see the the print from Vanessa. They'll real clear there. Yeah, the hand right there, the handprint. That's cool. I didn't even notice that until you pointed it out. And then Riga goes, "Please, Lord, no!" And then thump, we get Duvik. Duvik thumps down there. Duvik I love that there. panel as he's like dropping in to now go after him. Yeah. Rigo runs again. Rigo asks the Lord for forgiveness in his moment of weakness and doubt for the Lord to guide him. As soon as he finishes that sentence, he finds himself in the chapel inside the church. Oh, that's interesting. In the chapel yeah. inside the castle. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So he's like, Lord, guide me. And then he ends up there. He's yeah. like, and, and, and I guess like coming back, I guess we'll come back around to this later, but he's like one of the true, like, it seems like he's an actual believer and not yeah. just someone out for to, torture. for torture. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think like if there is some greater power that's making Baltimore what he is and do whatever he's doing, it could have some influence here. Like faith sure. is a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's interesting. Yeah, and then we get those that stained glass over there, and there's a wolf there. there oh, go. yeah, yeah. So this is the other page that I have. I have this page too. Nice. Yeah, this is great. I just thought this was a badass page. So Yeah. And I thought those two went together really well. And then, I don't know, I like the idea of – the Inquisition getting destroyed because they were wrong. They thought their their faith was right, but they weren't. I don't know. Right. I, I just yeah. thought those two pages were cool to have together. But Rigo stumbles upon this the chapel and he and he walks up to the cross and goes to his knees. He thanks God for his guidance and protection. My God, my Father, my shield. He says. We go to the next page. We get a sweet backlit castle with the moon. Pretty yeah. Sweet. We get a close close in of the um, stained glass. So I think this is St. Francis. He, he says this to the line where he's go, brother wolf, thou, thou hast done much evil in this land. So I'll tell you a little bit about St. Francis. St. Francis is the patron saint of animals, but has a relation to wolves because one of the most famous stories of St. Francis is the wolf of Gubbio. It's when Francis tamed a wolf that was terrorizing the people of Gubbio Apparently, like it was killing not just animals of the town, but people in the town. Ah. And Francis came and as the wolf like charged him, he like held out his cross and said this line, brother wolf, thou hast done much evil in this land and like went on to say other stuff. But apparently the wolf like bowed its head down and like walked up tamely to um, Francis and like he pet and made a deal with the wolf. Francis made a deal with the wolf and was basically like, you you will kill no more and these townspeople will take care of you. So I guess the townspeople took, now I'm going off script, but it sounds like the townspeople took care of this wolf after Francis had tamed it. Right. They like fed it and it didn't attack people in the town, but they fed it. And then when it died, they were like so attached to this wolf that that they had made a chapel for Francis 
when the wolf died, they buried the wolf like underneath the chapel. Mm. And then during renovations in 1872, a skeleton of a large wolf was apparently found underneath the renovations and they reburied it and then finished the renovations. of. Oh, the- wow. That's really interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know yeah. anything about that. Yeah. But, but, but it's also kind of funny because like, let's say the wolf was attacking and like it killed your brother and then St. Francis comes and he tames it and he goes, you ought to got to take care of this. And you go. Wait, that thing that killed my brother? Now we got to take care of it? <laughs> what well, the they heck? Did, right? Yeah. But they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and it was an animal. And I, I, I imagine the reason why they liked it, there had to have been something, you know, maybe it maybe it protected them. I don't know. Well, yeah, and I, I think you said that, that it was like now it would protect the town. So they were like, oh, well, that wolf killed my brother, but he also killed some robbers that were trying to take my money. So it's yeah. all good. <laughs> it's yeah. all water under the bridge now, pet, pet. <laughs> yeah it was also an animal like it's like yeah it's yeah animal. i guess you're right yeah it's an animal you know what it's doing not doing anything out of hate yes i don't know so i found that out that was cool that's awesome i love that i'm gonna have to look for some more information on that rigo continues to talk to the lord saying that he believes the torture was a blind quest for purification and he fears the inquisition has lost their way fueled by fear so he's starting to see the light that like yeah. okay, the Inquisition is doing bad stuff. They're actually bad. They said fueled by fear and arrogance. So it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, those, that's a deadly combination of arrogant fools. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, true. Then we get Werewolf Duvik talking again. Sad little priest. Yeah, he's definitely got to have a creepy monster voice, right? Yeah, yeah. And we get flashes of the gruesome murders Wolf Duvik has made. I, I imagine this is what's going through Rigo's head, right? He's thinking this. Yeah, he's like, that's going to be me over there. Rigo goes, no, fool. Rigo starts saying the shepherd's prayer. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want her. And he yeah. goes, shepherd, heh heh heh. Do you even hear yourself? There's no shepherd here, only the wolf. That's awesome. I love that. That's yeah. another great line. Yeah, and you, I can't tell if he's like in that spot, if Rigo is like maybe like he's finding it himself, but he's also still afraid, you know? Yeah, yeah. But this part's cool. I like this part. Rigo asks the Lord not to abandon him, and Duvik says he has not. We are each of us what he has made us. God wants us to be savages. Duvik goes on to say the Lord lured him down this path of savagery long before this. Rigo says, it's the devil in you, but agrees that the Inquisition is just as savage. Right. God would never bless our barbarism or your own, he says. I know these scenes are cool. So we get like um, enters the room as a werewolf. So I guess the moon goes into shadow or he goes into shadow. He doesn't get the light of the moon. and He turns back into a human. Yeah. I wonder like, is that because this is a, well, I guess no, I was thinking like, is this because this is where the, the cross is and it's like the holy place or, but I think you're right. It probably has to do with like the moonlight or something like that. I don't know. I, Cause we, cause he turns back into a wolf werewolf. Right. And then, but we also see that the moon was behind a cloud and it's coming out from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I love that. Duvik says he had hope for Rigo, but calls him a blasphemer and then he has lost his faith. So I don't know. Maybe he was going to try and get some other. Maybe he's also been searching for people that might want to become werewolves with him. Maybe. I don't know. He's like, I'm lonely over here. I need some werewolf bros. So we can go werewolfing together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know this part. See, you can kind of see like the they give that panel where the moon is covered. Well, yeah, and they yeah. also show him stepping into the moonlight from the darkness. Yeah, you know, and then he starts to become the wolf again. And he's just like instantly the wolf. That's cool. I I didn't notice that before. That's a great detail. 
Yeah, this is a badass wolf. I like this wolf. Hell yeah, it looks awesome. Oh, it's so yeah. good. There's lots of good ones in here. This is like Teen Wolf's father. Kind of looks like Teen Wolf's father. <laughs> Not as bad as it looks. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Dad. Who's just as cool. Yeah. Duvik attacks Rigo. Die, Rigo says, as he slices the werewolf with a knife. The silver burns you, devil, because it is pure and it can kill you. Slash, crash, Duvik hits Rigo into a pew of the chapel. He's like, uh, Rigo goes to stabbing with that knife and he just swats him away. Yeah. Yeah, he literally just swats him away. But Rigo rallied right here, you know what I mean? He really kind of like turned it around. He was all crying and running away and now he's like full on going for it. Yeah, he did. He even picked up that cross in the in the earlier scene too. I forgot to mention it. Like oh, he's, yeah. you know, he's like, "All right, I'm doing this," and he picks up a cross from whatever chapel he's in. But he gets thrown. We get a lot of cool expressions from the wolf. Like Stenbeck does really good werewolf expressions. Yeah, he does. Rigo questions that Duvik can't see how he has been cursed, but Duvik confirms that he's not been cursed. He's been ordained. I wonder, Duvik, has the curse warped your mind or has madness claimed you long before? I thought the same thing, like thinking this, I know we talked, we hit on this a little bit, but Duvik is clearly a narcissist. So he's going to spin whatever narrative to fit his hero story. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that line, um, had madness claimed you long before, like he was already doing weird stuff, like flailing himself and yeah, you know, torturing all these people for no reason. And he was going to get, he was going to get our guy Hodge. Remember? Yeah. Like, Oh no. You know what I mean? So yeah, he was already fucked up long before he became a big monster. Yeah. But it does make me think like, does, is there a God that now has domain over this Duvik in this world? You know, that's making him do this Mm, stuff. And he's, you know, and even Baltimore later is like, that's your, your God. Maybe that's what your God thinks. And you're not going to appreciate it. You know, Duvik hits uh, Rigo's knife from his hands. He swats it out. These werewolf shots are awesome. Duvik oh, does yeah. the cliche villain thing where he like talks too much. He like picks up Rigo and starts chit chatting. Oh yeah. yeah, he's like, I killed all your fellow inquisitors, and you're the least of them. And he gets stabbed in the neck. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets stabbed in the neck with the cross. I love that face that he's making while he's talking. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. You really get the sense that the werewolf is making words with its mouth or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he has to get a dig in to Rigo on how he was the shittiest of all the Inquisitors. <laughs> but like that that's that's what gives him the upper hand. And we get the return of the cross knife. Yeah, he gets to take the right? opportunity to stab him with a cross in the neck. When he pulls the cross out, I love that panel of the werewolf as it's like screaming out and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that's he looks awesome. in pain. Yeah, it yeah. totally looks like it a looks dog really howling. Good. Like he was yeah. just yep hurt. This guy's crazy beard. And then we see how Rigo got his face scars or his face stitches. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets slashed across the face and he sort of walks away from the werewolf and Duvik stands up and he starts growling. We see a shot of the moon. We get some mood shots there. And then all of a sudden we see St. Francis and then light shines through these stained glass. Yeah. The stained glass window, like light shines through. So I don't even know what goes on here. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look right before it, all the clouds part, and so it's the full moonlight. The full moon, it has no clouds in front of it, so I feel like the moonlight comes through the window, and normally that wouldn't affect Duvik, but the part of the moonlight that comes through the cross... So the cross the affects Duvik. Okay. Yeah, and, and and I think it's interesting that I didn't know anything about this um, St. Francis and he tamed a wolf, but like is that the power of St. Francis too? Like yeah, it could be. Is the, the, he is able to weaken the savagery of a wolf or he's able to impact a wolf just like he tamed that wolf 
here he's able to do something to this one as well you know what i mean not necessarily yeah. tame it but like put him in its place you know what i mean or something like that yeah so then the whole castle starts crumbling but Rigo's able to get out he's able to escape he runs makes it all the way to the bridge runs across the bridge as the entire castle starts to crumble yeah um, I love these shots of his face all fucked up, too. Like, I mean, it's really messed up. Like, his eye has been all gouged out and everything. Yeah, yeah definitely nuts. missed an eye. He's lost an eye. Yeah. Things are gone for good. I wonder if the Lord had spared me, Rigo says. If he had intervened there at the end, I'd like to think so. I think he did, right? You know? or at least Yeah, well, did. exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I'm so glad you gave all that research about St. Francis because it makes more sense that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, with that legend, you know, yes, the the Lord did intervene somehow. It, it did it through St. Francis. And like you were talking about Rigo's asking for the Lord's guidance and he's led into this chapel. If he had not been led into that area with the St. Francis stained glass window, then uh, this, yeah. this would have not happened. So, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's the environment that allowed him to escape and... Anyway, that just makes a lot more sense. I'm so glad you point out all those details because it makes more sense that way. The storytelling, you're like, ah, I love the layers to that. Yeah. Francis beat him. So these last two pages are fun, but this is the response that I like from Baltimore. After he's like, you know, I'd like to think that the Lord saved me at the end there. I like to think he did. And he goes, it may be that your God, I like that he says that your God spared you. Judge Rigo, perhaps he has some greater purpose in mind for you. If so, trust me when I say that you will not thank him for it, nor will you thank me for sparing you now. Dang. You did come here to kill me, as I thought. I thought as much. I came for your story, and perhaps to write its ending. Now I have a different ending in mind. We are all tainted, it comes of being human. My battle is against the greater darkness. If you seek purpose, Rigo, it could be your battle too. And he like looks at him. Nice. I love that panel of Baltimore, too, as he's talking to Rigo, where he says, we are all tainted. That's a great panel. Right oh, there. yeah. I really love yeah. that. So then he, he walks out. He walks out with Rigo. And the Baltimore bros are like, what? What's going on here? Yeah. Come on, man. What? Ch- yeah. Childress is like, what's this now? My friends, this is Joaquin Rigo. He will be traveling with us. An inquisitor. Oh, uh. uh, man. <laughs> Just a man now, but I'll keep wearing the garb of my former station as a reminder of what the Inquisition should have been. I still serve my lord, but now I know the true nature of my enemy. The end. Nice. Nice. And and we see the sun's coming up right there, too. So, you know, kind of parallels with the nighttime. But Rigo's a Baltimore bro now. Right? (laughs) I love that. You know, we've got got Childress. We got Sophia. We got these other guys. We got Baltimore. (laughs) But now we got... Rigo. Yeah, now Rigo's one of them too. That's awesome. I yeah. love that. Let's get a let's get a team together. Oh man, team right here on the first it. page of the sketchbook, it lists all the judges' names, and some of them are there. one, two, three, four, and then Spaniard A and Spaniard B. Oh, and the Spaniard <laughs> those A. Are the brothers. Spaniard, those are yeah. the brothers. Yeah. Do they have a uh, what was the guy that was in Green's name? Can you figure it out? He was one. One. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, here it is. Okay. Oh, it is? All right. Yeah, so if you're looking in the omnibus, it's page 503. Oh, yeah, and that one that you were, the one in the green, he's judge number one. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Aubrey's right. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, that's it for Baltimore. Yeah, Yeah. that was really cool. Oh, that's all they really show for that one is just the judges. There's And then there's some uh, there's some uh, examples of um, Stenbeck putting together the cover. Um, It's uh, like he says... uh, there's a little note on the design for Rigo. Stenbeck says, I should have kept his hair as big as this. 
I had great reference for that eye and no other wound touching it. Almost like the sheer blunt force of the werewolf hitting him is what popped his eye out. Gross. Oh, gross. Yeah, because he doesn't have a slash across his eye. His eye's just Mm. gone. You know what I mean? So he just hit him so hard that it rocked his eye out or something. That's pretty messed up. That's messed up. Yeah, that was awesome. I really enjoyed that one. That was really cool. And again, like, I'm coming around to this idea of Duvik as the werewolf because this was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed these two issues. And I like it when a werewolf is scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know... I like I like how in the first issue we didn't see him at all. He was just picking him off one by one, and it's just like I mean that's fucking freaky. Yeah, it really is. I, I'm really enjoying the second omnibus so far, and um, it's just been really great. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Obviously, there's going to be more werewolf stuff. We've got to get a showdown with Baltimore and the werewolf at some point. I would so. hope so. So yeah, I'm excited for that. That's going to be really cool. Awesome. I would also love you guys to tell us what are some of your favorite live action werewolves. Uh, I'll have to go back and look on my list of werewolf movies that I watched and kind of, you know, see if I can remember any more. That Dog Soldiers was pretty good, too. Do you remember that one? Did you ever see that? I didn't see that one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was all right, too. The werewolves were pretty cool in that. We got another Baltimore bro in the can. So, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun to see them all interact with each other. I love when they put together a crew. So, that's great. All right. Well, thanks again, Wes, for guiding us through the Baltimore series. I'm excited to hear what our listeners thought. And now, Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. That was Baltimore, the Wolf and the Apostle. You sending the wolf? You feel better, motherfucker? That's all you need to say. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know what you thought. Send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. And as always, you can find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook About section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gatahan for the listener feedback theme. Thank you, Paul. Uh, thank you, Only Beast, for the theme song. You're welcome. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us that five-star review. Every little bit helps. Um, and if you're enjoying what you're here, have a friend join the book club. Everybody wants to be a book club member? Yes, do it. Next week, we're going to be doing another commentary. We're going to be doing watching teenage mutant ninja turtles oh, the sweet. 1990 version yes the yes. 1990s movie yes i'm really excited awesome. to, to talk about that that'll be a lot of fun oh yeah, and also so. i i totally told told you guys that i didn't watch jla what's it what's the cartoon i definitely watched that show oh justice, justice league, league unlimited, unlimited. <laughs> yeah justice league unlimited i totally watched that show because <laughs> i like started it. watching it for the commentary and then i was like what i've definitely watched this entire show yes it's one of those things like the nostalgia hits you and you're like wait a second i remember this yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome so you guys know what to do pull out your old vhs's pop them in and uh <laughs> pop some popcorn and uh get ready to enjoy us next week on book club member comics thanks for listening everybody i'm john salinas i ain't waiting for three <laughs> i don't know i was trying to think of something i'm going in and i've already loved to say i kill monsters rigo are you one yes, yes. nice very good you might be who knows